Welcome, everyone. This is, um, I forget what episode of... 94. 94 of the Hillcrest Duo. I am Brad Risto. It's Groundhog Day! Yes, Wake up, woodchuck chuckers! You are listening to episode 94 of the Hillcrest Duo, of course, on Groundhog Day. We do have to come in with what I just found out is called the Pennsylvania Polka. From Groundhog Day. That is the official title of the song. Pennsylvania Polka. I am Brad Risto. Follow me on Twitter at Brad Risto. I'm joined by Metal John. You can find me on Twitter at Metal John Radio. Yes, it is indeed Groundhog Day. And both Puxatoni Phil and the Illinois local Woodstock Willie did indeed see their shadow, which means there will be an early spring. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Don't need to kill those stupid gerbils. Yeah. Well, um, I, I'll say this. Uh, I know you're going to disagree with me, Brad, but I mean, I've always said Groundhog Day is my favorite Bill Murray movie, which I understand. One. I understand, like, Ghostbusters is up yeah. there. Bill Murray's got a lot of great movies up there. But for me, it's just always been Groundhog Day. And I think it's just because how quotable yeah. and, and, and unique the movie is and how nobody can play that role besides Bill Murray. I mean, there was rumors Ooh. that Tom Hanks was originally asked to do it. and Well, he's too nice. It has yeah. to be a miserable <laughs> sop at the beginning, and you could never, ever, ever see, especially late 80s Tom Hanks as being a miserable sop. Yeah. Well, Maybe about, now he could pull that off. How about, how about we How about we educate everybody? Just uh, a yes. few Groundhog Day facts for you. Okay. All right, it's a popular tradition celebrated on February 2nd today. Yes. In the U.S. and Canada, their tradition is rooted in Pennsylvania Dutch folklore and superstition. If the groundhog sees a shadow, he will retreat to his den, and the winter will persist for six more weeks. If not, then spring will arrive early. The Germans started this whole Groundhog Day thing. The see his shadow or not concept stems from Germany and the holiday Candlemas. Candlemas? Mm-hmm. Candlemas? Candlemas. Uh, early European Christmas Christians... They believe that the sun came out on Candlemas, also February 2nd, and winter would last another six weeks. Okay. So it was kind of like a, if the sun is out, the shadow, blah, blah, blah. Well, anyways. Uh, yeah. And oh, also, here's another Groundhog Day fact for you. Yeah. Did you know that Puxatoni's... Uh, Puxatoni. Puxatoni. But uh, in Puxatoni, Pennsylvania, they used to feast on Groundhog. Oh, yeah. On I knew Groundhog that. Day. I knew that because... Have you had Groundhog? I've never had it. But Neither I did, have I. I did know it. that. Because, oh, I'll try it. If it's cooked right, I'll try anything. Instead, we're eating donuts today. Yes, if it's cooked right, I'll try anything. But I knew that mainly because of a line in the film saying, they used to eat this. You're all hypocrites. (laughs) And they're right. And they should eat it, especially on the days he doesn't see his shadow and causes six more weeks of winter. They should just, at that point, go straight to the barbecue. Yeah. Well, the movie came out in 1993, and... I, I, I remember when the movie came out, people saw it, they liked it, whatever. But I feel like this is like one of those movies that became kind of a cult. It's like, one of those. Like, like, yes. like classics, like years after it was released. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, almost like the Rocky Horror thing where, like, yeah, I mean, people watched it when it first came out, but it really didn't get its fame and fortune of what it is now right. until years later. I feel the same with Groundhog Day because it's become a thing where you almost have to watch it on Groundhog Day. I think one of the networks oh, going I think one of the networks will replay it all day today. I think it's um, TBS that does that. Yeah. But regardless, I'll be I'll but find a way to watch it. I don't care. A couple of movie facts maybe you didn't know. We'll educate you on those. Um there was rumors and I think it was confirmed by director Harold Ramis 
and the screenwriter Danny Rubin that they were actually going to have a reason why Phil was cursed. Yeah. They were going to cast a witch in the movie, and the witch would be putting a hex on him, which caused him to repeat the day. And they decided to scrap that idea, which yeah. is a good move, I think. Yes. Well, also, it was supposed to start out with him in the middle of it. You weren't even supposed to really see the beginning of him getting to Puxatani. They just threw that in. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. so he was just going to wake up with the alarm clock and then just keep living it over and over again? Well, no. What was really supposed to happen was you were supposed to pretty much start on him about ten years in. Oh, really? having oh. lived the same day over and over and over again. And uh, as we know, and most people know, uh, the movie was filmed in Woodstock, Illinois. I have yeah. yet to visit Woodstock, Illinois. Oh, we I've been there, but we have to do a Groundhog just visit. Just go down there, see their gobbler's knob, and you see what, what else we can find. We should do it next year, because next year, Groundhog Day should be on a Sunday. It should be, if, if my Saturday. math's right. Yes, it should be. It should we be. Can go, oh, we could actually go down for it yes actually oh. i was just thinking it would have been cool if we would have went today but we didn't think about that yeah well we could go down <laughs> february just came yeah. like yesterday and yeah. we didn't even know it was february yet. yes and, and well if you know anything about the weather in the chicago area this week it's been kind of extreme we started out with a mini blizzard on monday and then we got hit by the polar vortex on wednesday yeah that was nuts uh well you work downtown did you see the fires on the tracks no, well, here's here's what's funny about this. So this is a big news story is that, oh, Chicago lights the train tracks on fire. Well, actually, the switches where, where, the, where the tracks, you know, where, where you switch it from one track to the other, they have built-in propane. Really? Switches. So every time it gets really cold, they light those up, and, and it keeps the, the switches warm because when the okay. switches freeze, they can't move and the trains oh, yeah. are stuck. So they had, they've had those in place for a long time. So I've always seen the fires. However... During this, I mean, they they actually created more fires yes. along the tracks. It wasn't just the switches. No, so this was also it the wasn't tracks. like a new thing for me, but it was a bigger deal because they yes. were like massive and, fires versus just, just like little little fires. Here and, and it there. was just so weird to see because they were obviously all the news networks were doing the overhead shot and they're just going down and you see the tracks on fire. You're like. That ain't normal. That's yeah. not normal by any stretch of the imagination. But for me, for the polar vortex, so Tuesday night, I got home from work. I locked myself in. I put towels around all the doors and windows and everything. Yeah. And I did not leave my residence until Thursday afternoon. So I stayed home wow. from Tuesday to Thursday afternoon. I worked from home on Wednesday. I worked from home on Thursday. Thur Thursday afternoon, I started getting that Howard Hughes feeling where yeah. like, I'm locked in, I'm in my pajamas, like I'm going crazy all, just me and the cat. Like, when, when like the what cat do I started, do? What do I do? What do I do? I write a book? What do I do? And, and, then, and then I was like, all right, I need my Dunkin' Donuts because that's going to keep me sane. So mm -hmm. I left and I went to Dunkin' Donuts and the whole hold world on, hold on, better. hold on, hold on. It's just Dunkin'. Still says Dunkin' Donuts on my You have old um, uh, cups, but regardless, they're just Dunkin' now. When the cat started talking to you, that was your cue to be like, I gotta get out of this house, Well, I man. mean, the cat was like, John, get out of here. Like, what are you doing? John, <laughs> like, You're supposed I, to go need, away for, John, like, nine I, hours every day. I need my alone time, and you are encroaching on it. Yeah. Um, but I did, uh, during the polar vortex... My office was just closed, but I do want to give you a story about Monday... Do it. Obviously, we had the mini blizzard, and it hit at the exact wrong time. The snow started around 4 a.m. here in Chicago, meaning it completely borked everyone who would drive, me, commute. And by and large, I made it just fine. Actually, I did. And then I got about 
less than half a mile away from my office, pulling into a business park that had not had a road been plowed at all, and obviously, unlike all the major roads I was on, didn't have a bunch of cars going down to tap it down, so just couldn't see any tracks. I drifted into a gosh darn snowbank and got stuck. And the worst part is, it's one of those stupid ones where they have a one-way road going um, uh, north-south and a one-way road going um, uh, the opposite direction, so no one could get by me. I was blocking it. But somehow, someone did get by me. That being my coworker who just drove right by me and went to work. He ignored me. Luckily, about two minutes later, some good Samaritans got out and pushed me out, and I made it. And only had one more small issue was there was snow in my wheel well. So when I would drive home, when I did the drive home, I'd get up to like 45 miles an hour. My car juddered like a son of a gun because wheels were off balance. Luckily, just had to put it in the garage, take the ice out. No problem the next day. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah I've, I've gotten... I, I called my coworker out so many times in this story. He never defended himself. He's just like, okay, yeah. Like, like, a Brad, that's usually a sign that you're the smelly guy at work. <laughs> no, that's just like, a oh, sign that my coworker... That's the smelly guy. I'm not stopping to help him. <laughs> that's my, the sign my coworker wanted, was already running late because he's usually someone that gets there around 7 o'clock, and this was at 7.45. So like, I can't stop to help him. i got to get there. That was what it probably that is, was. That, that does suck. Like, I mean, you got to stop. Like, I'm one of those people, if I see somebody stuck, and if I have the time yes. to stop and help, I'm going to stop and help. If it's I your coworker, definitely. I will definitely stop and help if it's somebody I know. Yeah. Or even, like, not even a coworker. Like, like for example, I take the train to work. Uh-huh. I see the same people every single day oh, taking yeah. the train. So even if I saw somebody who takes the train with me mm-hmm. stuck on the side of the road, I would stop and help them out because yeah. like, I, I see this well, person every also, day. I'm going to help them out. And also, I know you take the BNSF. Yeah. You'll miss one train. There's one, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. Or is it 15 minutes in the morning? It's like every 15 or 20 minutes in the morning, yeah. Yeah, because so, I know that so that one is. it's no big deal. Is, like, I'm, I'm one of those people, like, I, I, I like and to help. And something I, I've done, little little tip for you, Brad. I keep a shovel in the trunk of my car. Yeah, I should have done that. I, I try- it's one of those. It's it's a it's a cheap shovel, yes. but it's like the handle, like like yes, Extent, pull, telescoping. Extents. Yeah, so that fits right in my trunk. It stays in my trunk year round. So if I ever get stuck, no, I have everything else. else. Stuck, I have I have a sweater. I have a blanket. I have pillows. I have emergency food in the trunk of my car. I did not have a shovel. Ooh, emergency food. Yes, cheese and crackers and sausages. You know those so, non-perishable. So during cheeses. the the lock-in of the polar vortex, did you binge watch anything? Did you? I saw both Fry Fe- Fire Festival docs. Yes, you watched. Oh my God! Take one for the team, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta say, um, I'd like to be Billy McFarland for the first half. Dude, how about that beach party with the models? Like, yeah, I'm okay like, with I'm, that. I'm watching this documentary. I'm like, holy cow, man, this guy's awesome. He's got a great party going on here. And then, and then he, he then he comes. Th- he is asshole. such an idiot. He uh, <laughs> he's out on bail. Like I'm going to start another scam venture. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, I'm going to sell tickets to the Met. <laughs> the, the things you can't sell tickets to. But yeah, no, just that watching, guy is a piece okay, of work. Okay, I have to ask you. Let's assume you and I went to Fire Festival. Um, would you once you saw the dome tents? Would you be like, screw it, just take me back to the take me back? I'm going home. I'm going home. You know, I'm one of those people I try to make the best of, of, of the worst situation. So if I would have went there, if I would have spent a yeah. few thousand dollars to go, 
and I would have arrived and, you know, go to the bar, have a good time, drink, and then go over there and be like, oh, my God, we have these little tents. Well, not this everyone got to do the bar no, first. what I would do is I probably wouldn't even take a tent. I would I would probably try to get my money back and fail because they weren't giving anybody their money back. At least not right and then. And then I would have just Ubered or took a cab and went to go find a hotel somewhere. Well, the problem was was the weekend they did it, remember? Yeah, everything was sold out. But, I mean, I'm just saying what I would have done yes. like, as opposed to just standing around and being miserable. Like, I would have, like, said, all right, this sucks, but I'm on. I'm in paradise. I'm in the Bahamas. Right. I'm going to go somewhere else and, and at least enjoy my time here. See, I probably would have hoofed it if I couldn't have been on the bus. And around the time when they were not able to have tents, that should have been when I would have been like, screw this, I'm hoofing it. Who wants to come with me because you want – you are in a country you don't know. You want to have a bit of a group, but I would have hoofed it because in the um, Hulu one, they said it's about a 15-minute drive via bus, which means it's probably about three, maybe five miles, so not a, well, not anything too bad. Yeah. And I would have um, just hoofed it back to the airport and said, send me home. I'm done. But the, the one positive thing is this documentary on Netflix – immediately fans started to go fund me to give that lady in the Bahamas all of her money back. Good. And within 48 hours, $130,000 was in there. How much did you donate? 10 bucks. I figured, here's here's my thought behind the 10 bucks. I'm like, if, I w- if this movie was playing in the theaters, I would have paid 10 bucks for yeah. a movie ticket to see it. It's on Netflix. I mean, I'm paying whatever both, it is. Actually, per month. both are pretty good. I yeah. like. I, see, I, I didn't see the Hulu one. The Hulu one. Isn't it just interviews, though? There's no real footage. Well, they have some stock footage, but you also get the interview with um, uh, McFarlane. Yeah, what was he saying? It's just not. It's not his fault. Blah 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 blah. And th- that was one of the few problems I had with the at least the, like the first twenty minutes. It spends way too much time building him up to then to tear him down. Everyone already knows well, going in. I heard that Hulu paid him for that interview. Like, well, you ha- sometimes for those interviews you have. We've both done journalistic endeavors. Sometimes yeah. you do have to do that. One of the most famous interviews of all time, the Frost Nixon interviews, which yep. there was a movie, they had to pay um, uh, Richard Nixon for that. But look at what um, uh, Frost got out of the interview. It's just some of the most amazing quotes about the Nixon presidency. That's yep. just the way things go sometimes. Yeah. But anyways, what a just a, a disaster. <laughs> but, like, it, it's kind of a beautiful disaster. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, I feel bad for everybody who spent money and didn't get a dime of it back. And and I would say the thing that probably like Billy's a piece of garbage. Oh God! But, and you know he's but, going but to what get. What really different. pisses me off about this whole thing yeah. is the fact that those supermodels were all paid six figures or plus, and yeah. Kylie Jenner. They're all paid all this money to help promote, but yet since this documentary has come out, not a single one of them has come out to say, you know what, I'm giving my money back. Like I'm going to donate it to this. I'm going to donate it to people who lost. You because do. think about it. Yes, I get because it. Because I don't get why they would just say, mm, I, I got paid. I did because my job. Like, they, like they, they just, did, that's it. They, they, did, they, they did their job. They were just yeah, paid to promote they're, it. They're millionaires. I, they're millionaires. And you're talking well, about $200,000 here. That's, that's socialism, said John. You're a communist. I'm just Everyone saying, hates I'm just you saying now. It's bad. No, I'm kidding. It I, makes I them look bad. I agree. Because, you know what, if I was, you know, if I was dating one of those supermodels, I would probably be like, hey, look, you gotta give None of your man. other friends are doing anything. Why don't you, like, make a difference? Even if you say, I'm giving, uh, you know, I'm, I'm giving half the money. I'm giving money back. I'm making a sizable donation, at least to that poor lady in the Bahamas. I mean, I feel it's, so bad for those people yeah. that, like, did all this work and got nothing. And I, got I don't, stiff. me and one of my coworkers were like, how the hell did Billy even get off that island? 
Like you would have. Uh, he had a private plane. That's how he got off. But you Anyways. do realize after he gets out of prison in around, I believe it's about five years and a couple months now. Yeah. He's going to do this again and probably go right back. He's going to scam. And how him. did Ja Rule get off? That's what I don't understand. He was just as guilty. Oh, he. Uh, you should have. Uh, they um did some of his interviews because apparently he went on a podcast where the point is you drink and talk. And he started off just saying, it wasn't me, it wasn't me. And then, as you get drunker, you get dumber. And started admitting things. Yeah, well, I mean, you, it's, you it's should clear. Check, it's, I mean, I'm sorry, but if you're... You should check out the Hulu If you're one. in a business partnership, and and Ja Rule was, he was yes. in a partnership with Billy on Well, this. he's start trying to do so it again. So here's the thing, here's the thing is, you're just as guilty because, you know what? I'm sorry, Ja Rule, if you're putting up money towards this festival... Don't tell me you're just handing off the money and say, okay, just put it together. I'll be over here. Call me if you need anything. Well, he's That's trying. That's not what he was doing. No, like, he's, and he's he was, trying. He was to, trying to promote yeah. it. He was involved in the planning and stuff. So he was. He had his hands in this cookie jar just yes. like Billy did. He's trying to get it's a different fire. story. It's a different story of, Brad, if I hand you $10,000 and says, all right, take this for your company, Brad, and I'm going to be over here. Just just call me when we start right. making profits. This was his, this like, was was, his dream. There's nothing like that. Because his dream was the Fire app, which was the booking app, which he's. Now trying to do again under a different name. I forget what it's called. But that app is going to – he's still trying to get that app going. Yeah. Anyways, that was – I I spent most of my um, Polar Vortex – I was was binge watching. I was catching up on Punisher. I played video games. I I was also watching a little bit of the Ted Bundy tapes. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, it's kind of a guilty pleasure. I don't know why. I'm watching a little bit of this Tidy Up show. (laughs) What? Have you heard of tidying up? No. Oh my God! It's, I want. The, the I don't. Show I don't want to. I, I. Brad, just watch one episode of it. Okay. It's, it's uh, okay. basically this uh, this uh, Japanese lady goes to oh, people's God. homes. She goes to people's homes and she helps them tidy up their homes. All righty. Organize their clothes and stuff. But she's got this process that she follows, and yeah, her name's Marie Kondo. She's got this process she follows when it comes to. Having people appreciate their homes, appreciate mm-hmm. the things that they own, and you know about keeping things that spark a joy for you, and cool. and it's it's a really strange process, cool, but cool. it it's cool, like it makes yes. sense. Um, and uh, there's like one episode where she goes to this couple's house, and the the lady's like obsessed with Christmas. She's got all this Christmas stuff. They've got a ton of clothes. Like every bedroom in the house is full of clothes, and even though it's just the two of them that live there. The guy is obsessed with collecting sports cards, so he's well, got like a room that's just full of boxes of cards, and she's trying to help them. Like, all right, you got to get rid of the clothes that you know you don't need anymore, and she's got a pro- she goes through the process how to do that, and then she's kind of teaching the guy the same process for getting rid of his sports cards, and then she's like got a process for the lady how to organize her Christmas stuff better, uh-huh. and and it's really interesting. Like that's all I'm gonna say. Like each episode's about forty minutes long, so. Give it a give it a shot. I will. The show I'm looking forward to seeing before we get right into the Punisher, the other show we want to talk about. Oh, we um, Batman. Oh, we also talk about Batman. But the show I'm looking forward to is actually the Netflix one, Miracle Workers, with Daniel Rapp, because the whole hook is Steve Buscemi as God is tired of it and wants to destroy the world. Oh. And right. da- Daniel Radcliffe as an angel wants to save the world. <laughs> And it's a comedy series, and it, and it looks like the angels work in just a factory. So it's a TBS special, um, a limited series, and it will be starting, I think, next week? Oh. So, yeah, I'll be catching that when they do it. 
Yeah, but uh, as you were saying, we, we do want to we do want to talk Punisher. I'm only at uh, episode nine, I and finish. I don't care if we want to spoil it, but we'll, we'll get yeah. into that. But before we get into that, big news this week um, is that uh, it's it's officially it's done. official. Batflick is no more. Batflack is gone, and that probably means the DC Extended Universe, for the large part, is done. Even though they had some hits with Wonder Woman, which has its sequel, and obviously um, uh, Aquaman turned out well, but it also seems Superman, whose name is escaping me right now, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill might be moving on as well as. Well, I thought they said he was moving on. Way before. Like, oh, I, I, think, I, think, I think he announced before that he was done. Yeah, so um, with the, the two, with those two pillars gone, it sounds like they maybe they'll keep um, uh, Gal Gadot and um, uh, gosh, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa on, but it looks like they might be starting over again with the DC Extended Universe. But yes, yeah. Batman gone, and which means enter the Batman. Yeah, and Matt Reeves, uh, the Batman, he's done some recent interviews this week with the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, apparently his screenplay is 160 pages long, which is two and a half to three hours when yeah. you translate that to. And he's still working on it, um, and, and he's planning on utilizing a rogues gallery, which is kind of like uh, maybe a universe where several villains are, are part of the story, where it's mm-hmm. not going to be him just fighting the joke, maybe him fighting a few villains. Right. Uh, there's a big rumor out there that Josh Gad is wanting really bad to play the Penguin, and he's good friends with Matt Reeves. So well, I think you can lock go- that one in. Well, And he'd be a good one. I mean, he's yeah, got he that portly body to him. Are you calling him fat? I said portly. <laughs> you call him I- porky? Portly. Uh- <laughs> Port. P-O-R-T. All right, well, as in tango. Well, the, the release date for The Batman is June 25th, 2020. We should see things kind of ramp up here well, we once gotta- the screenplay's yeah. like, completely finished and casting is done. There is uh, a bookkeeper, uh, Boyle Sports. They have odds out there right now for the next Batman. Oh, and oh, let me know, let me know, let me know. Give me the odds. Give I, me the I people. Give me the people. Guys on here. I'll say the give me the top I'll five. Hundred to one guys. We're gonna go. We're gonna go back. Hundred to one. Hugh Jackman's on there. Well, if they're doing another old Gillian, Batman, Gillian, Cillian Murphy, the Scarecrow is up there. Okay. Um, Henry Cavill's hundred to one to play Batman. That uh, would be very <laughs> bizarre. Uh, We've got uh, at fifty one. We got Chris Evans, Tom Hardy, Colin Farrell, Keanu Reeves is at fifty to one. These are not happening, man. Well, that's why they're the the, the big ones. Uh, Thirty three to one. We've got Leo. We got Ryan Gosling, and we got Idris Elba. I would pay money to see Idris Elba. Uh, Sixteen to one. We've got Chris Pine, Michael okay. Fassbender, Josh Borland. Okay. Um, and then uh, looking at like uh, eight to one, Michael B. Jordan. Mm. I, don't know that I do it. Thirteen to two, John Hamm. So th- these are the guys who are John Hamm. Fav- yeah, John Hamm. I'm sorry, these are the heavy favorites. You okay, got John Hamm, Jake Gyllenhaal, eleven to two. John and- Hamm, didn't he say he wanted to be Batman originally? Yeah, but he's I- Mysterio now. No, that's Gyllenhaal. Hamm is the one who. I'm oh, like. Hamm, yeah. And I, Hamm would be a good one. So Hamm's Hamm's one of the in the top three. Jake Gyllenhaal is uh, eleven to two, and the overall favorite right now. Army Hammer. Really? Yeah. You see, I would go with John Hamm. I'd go with a bigger name. Yeah, I, li- I like I like John Hamm, too. Um, Army Hammer's not too bad. I mean, I- I'm actually, I wouldn't mind maybe a Josh Borland, just because he's kind of got that, he's kind of got that Bruce Wayne look. Yeah. And I like the Bruce Wayne look, and he's also built. Like, he's got You know what? Stuff. Screw it. 
Get Michael Keaton to be old Batman, and let's yes. do a Batman Beyond yes. movie. I 100% Batman Beyond with, with Michael Keaton, and I don't care who you get to be um, uh, Batman Beyond the young Batman. But you you touch on something about how like the DC universe is just falling it's apart. De- yeah, they you got, um, you got Batflick is gone. You got Snyder is gone because Snyder was kind of putting a lot of this stuff together. Yeah. You've got uh, you know you've got Henry Cavill gone, pretty gone, much gone, and. And the Man of Steel movie was like I thought was like the beginning of like something good for like the DCU. Wonder Woman was great. I mean, you see, Man of Steel was a, the, probably a lot of people's problem. It was them trying to be too dark and serious with their superheroes. Yeah. So, but they can got be the, done. Got, in this DCU, and this is what what sucks about is you've got some people that are really really good, like Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. Yeah. You don't want to get rid of that. And you don't want to get rid of You don't want to get rid of. Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman. You don't no. want to get rid of that. So now you're going to keep those good pieces, and then you're going to replace all the other ones. Right. And, man, this is a mess, and I don't know how you fix it. Like, I think maybe maybe to start, like, since it sounds like the Batman is going to be the next thing, mm-hmm. I don't know if Birds of Prey is going to come out before this or not. Oh, um, well, because they're already filming it. Yeah, so, so, but the Batman, I think you just, this is your chance to introduce, you're basically redoing you know, Batman versus Superman, mm-hmm. and you're just putting in, a, you're introducing a new Batman, you're introducing pretty much all new villains. I don't think Jared Leto is going to come back as a Joker. So I think no, if you're going to bring no, in another no. Joker, you bring in another Joker. And who knows, if this Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie's a hit and he's great, maybe you bring him in as the Joker. Yeah. Um. So, and this is your chance to just kind of... Re- Wipe, wipe the slate clean, keep the pieces and the actors that like were really good, mm-hmm. and, and try to just do a new story where you can maybe not even talk about the other movies. <laughs> just, yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. It, I, agree, I, I everything. Mess, but I'm glad that like Batman still lives on, and I'll always be a Batman fan no matter who plays him, no matter how Joel Schumacher it is or how Christopher Nolan it is. I'm still going to watch it, and I'm still going to love it. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I think you're the, the only choice you have it is to basically pretend some of those movies, or just pretend the movies did happen and not even really acknowledge it. Be like some soap operas. You have the yep. same character, and you just have a different person playing it. I no mean, problem. If you think about it, think about like the, the, the Batman movies from 89 to the early 90s. Yeah. You know, you had Batman 89, and you had Batman Returns. You did. Those two were back-to-back. But then Batman Forever came in, and, same, those, uh, and it was the same story, pretty much. Yeah. It was just Gotham City had a new look. You had a new Batman. You had new villains. And you had the same Alfred. That yeah. was the thing. Is Alfred, the same Alfred was in all four movies. Yeah. And I think the wasn't uh, wasn't the uh, uh, wasn't Commissioner Gordon the same guy in all four I movies? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. You had the same Commissioner Gordon. You had the same Alfred in all four movies. So technically, all four of those yeah. movies were the same universe. There was one part one, two, three, four. Even though Gotham City had a new look, Batman. Like got cheesy and like was you know had the bat got nipple, different faces had a new Batmobile every movie yeah <laughs> I mean marketing uh, and still when you really think about it, it still a, because of those pieces that still connected them it was still a one two three four as far as the sequence goes so this this new Joker movie that's a standalone the new Batman movie Birds of Prey you could still connect these as ties to Batman versus Superman and Man of Steel and all those other ones even though you're going to have new characters playing them, because you've got some people that can return. Like, yes. I would love to see Amy Adams come back as Lois Lane with the new with the new Superman. Yeah. Be all, I'd, I'd love to see 
You know, if you get uh, Lawrence Fishburne to come back as Perry, I mean, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Jeremy Irons is. Alfred. I'd have no. Pro- I, I, I'm cool if you. Oh, keep Jeremy him. Irons is Alfred all day long. Yeah, I mean, uh, his acerbic voice is just great. Yes. All right. So, but let's get into the Punisher, yeah. punishing people, just shooting mofo's in the face. Yeah. I mean, what a great fight scene in that first episode in the bathroom. Oh yeah. I mean, this just takes off the belt, and he's like, what? "They're like, what are you doing?" Yeah. And they get their <laughs> ass kicked. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I know. I understand why people don't like the Punisher because of the world we live in with violence, but. For somebody like me who just I love violent movies like I just love this kind of stuff. I mean it just it makes me smile, it makes me happy. <laughs> I just love it. It's and the mm-hmm. violence in this is so raw because it's it's on Netflix. There's no yep. boundaries. I mean you've got him just popping people right in the face with bullets and then just blood splatter on the wall behind him. And if you don't like violence, you're not going to love this show. But if you right. can tolerate it and or if you love it like like we do. You love the Punisher character. You love the Punisher story. I mean, I'm telling you, I, I this is like the best series on Netflix as far as all those superhero series yep. goes. Like, it is the best. I hope it doesn't go away. I have a bad um, feeling it will, and we'll, we'll probably get well, that announcement soon. there's rumors out there that if they do another season, that they do want to bring in Daredevil, possibly, and they do want to bring in Kingpin, possibly. I love Kingpin. I would love to see, I would love to see um, Bullseye come into the Punisher. Oh, yeah. Like a Punisher versus Bullseye showdown, that would be amazing. So mm-hmm. I got my fingers crossed that that happens, but, but um, let's talk a little bit about this season, yes. and, and we will have spoilers let's, uh, this morning. Okay, um, uh, one of the best things that happened is they did make some of the fight scenes oh so much better, and there are a little bit more of them. Uh, you're episode nine, so you did see the fight scene in the gym. Yeah, I, that was that. I saw that, that was probably my favorite fight scene. The fight scene in the gym was amazing. I mean, he's just bashing that guy's face with the barbell. Um, well, it's I think just the shoot. I like the shootout at the police station because that 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 villain, the, the 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 crazy Christian guy with the pilgrim. Pilgrim. His yeah. name is Pilgrim. <laughs> he was awesome. I just love how he just goes in the police station. He's like, look, yeah, I mean, I don't want people to get hurt, but yeah. Oh well. And, that and, was good too. Oh, so awesome! Like the police station shootout was fun. But I no the um uh, action sequences are this season of Punisher's high point. They have some great choreographed fight scenes, and they make you keep coming back. My main issue with this season, and you will see this going forward, and you've probably perhaps begun to see it and maybe get a bit frustrated, is uneven storytelling. Because, as you've noticed, there are basically two main stories being told. Yep. There's the story of Pilgrim attacking them and the story of Jigsaw. The problem is, and I'm going to spoil this for you right now, those two stories never intersect. They remain completely opposite, uh, separate from each other the entire time, and it makes an uneven, unfocused story. Yeah, I I was kind of getting the gist of that, like probably... About four or five episodes in, I'm like, all right, so you've got Jigsaw over here, you know, with, uh, you know, having his love fest with uh, uh, his his psychiatrist. Um, And then he kind of forms this mob of, you know, these gangs. Armies. And he's kind of doing... Ex-soldiers. Yeah, and, you know, they're robbing people and stuff. And I'm like, you've got that going on, but then you've got, uh, you know, Frank and the girl, like, hiding out from the pilgrim and his gang. Yes. And they're hunting them down. 
and 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 so I get what you're saying, where there's like two different stories. It's almost like two different movies are being. It is, told. and that's the problem. And, they never and, intersect. And I do agree it's, because I'm watching it, and as want some a fan cohesion. of the show and as a fan of the characters, I'm focused more on Frank's story. I can yes. care less about Jigsaw. Now, when Jigsaw that's and Frank the had their showdown, and Frank yes. just unzips the jacket and reveals that the was skull, great. That was a badass scene, and I'm thinking, wow, this is the showdown, like. Like, how's this going to play out? And it plays out with them both getting away, and then they're not even crossing paths again. Yes. And I'm like, what the f***? And that's the, and that's the problem, is they, they the two stories remain 100% separate. And to be quite honest, as much as I like Jigsaw as a character, it's, he just doesn't add much to the season. He's just kind of... He was awesome in season one. Well, yes, but in this one, it's just kind of like, we got this story about um, a Frank and a girl escaping um, a relentless killer who is... Out to kill them for an unknown reason, and we're going to spend the entire season um, uh, letting the viewers figure out why. Oh, we're also going to staple Jigsaw on just right here. It's like it's like when your family put an addition on your house in the cheapest way possible. It's obvious that it wasn't meant to be there. Yeah, I mean, one thing I, I had a little bit of an issue with early on in the show was how Frank met this girl at the bar. He he rescued her. But then he found out that these people were after her, so he decides to just protect her. Yeah. And it's like, well, did that you have is, other plans? <laughs> did you have other plans in your life admittedly, before you met this girl? Like, admittedly, that is within his character. He does yeah. protect innocent people. He doesn't kill people who don't deserve it. Like, yeah. in the but comic I, book. In my um, head, I'm wondering, yes. if he never met that girl, what would he be doing with his life? True, but <laughs> I, I get you, because in the comic books... Um, uh, during the Civil War storyline, he was at Captain America's underground um, uh, area, and two villains came in, because at this point, the pro-registration people are using villains to their side, so two villains show up thinking that they could be there, and he just murders them dead. Just nice. boom, boom, and then Captain America kicks his ass and demands that he fight him, and Frank says, not against you. <laughs> he doesn't lift a finger. He just takes an ass-whooping from Captain America. Going back to Punisher, though, like episode uh, eight, which I just finished. Yeah. Maybe it was nine. <laughs> the scene where where he's walking down the alley and those six guys. Oh, yeah. And it's he's six like, there's six of us. <laughs> ping, ping, <laughs> ping, <laughs> ping, <laughs> ping. <laughs> yes. That was fun. That was awesome. <laughs> Why are people after me? John Berthenall's awesome. His. He, um, he'd be a, oh, he'd be a good be, Batman. He's going to be in Chicago at the Walker Stalker Con. Well, he's also I've, going I've to be a... i got a buddy of mine that's, that's yeah. going to that. I actually might go... I'm he's really, also going to be at Heroes and Villains, I believe. Oh, maybe it's that one that I was thinking of. I don't yeah. know when that convention is offhand, but I know we got... Coming up in March, Brad, we got C2E2. Yes, and I'll be going... I want to go because Paul Rudd's there. I'll be probably be going there on Friday with, um, uh, our, with Cousin Stan. We're taking what about the, Saturday? I'll try and make it to both. Okay. Because I'm thinking Saturday. I mean, if I can keep, if I can, if I can uh, plan this out accordingly, I'm thinking if we go Saturday, you know, we can go up there together. I mean, I really want to meet Paul Rudd. I'm yeah. sure his autographs are gonna be really expensive, but this is like the first time he's ever done a convention. Yes, this so. is no, this is the first time. And they may, David they, Tennant's gonna be there yes, too. Yes, Dave Tennant. I was hoping he'd be there. I think Paul Rudd will be there Friday. I was hoping because Friday is a little bit lighter. I've been there on Friday and Saturday, but right now Dave Tennant's only there Saturday. I'm hoping he gets extended and is. Th- does a Friday thing, and then we can well, do I, Friday, and then I don't know if you can get the day off then. Well, I mean, I, I might. We'll see, we'll see what's going but, on. Well, but let's see if I'm a day. For now, gets... I'm just planning Saturday, but yes. maybe I'll add Friday. I did just book a trip. I'm going to Portland for the first time, February 22nd, 
23rd, 24th, uh-huh. is Wizard World in Portland. I'm only going to Wizard World in Portland for one reason, because I have a friend. She is obsessed with Supergirl, and Melissa's going to be there that weekend. Oh, so, she didn't see Melissa when she was here at C2E2 a few years ago? No. So we're, we're going to Portland uh, to meet Melissa, as long as she doesn't cancel. And, she won't. Uh, she's good. She's a, she loves doing these things. Actually, I think. Yeah. Well, she doesn't do many of them because of her Supergirl. Thing. Yes. So, because uh, we're looking at all the other Wizard Worlds, you know, there's like 50 of yes. them now. Well, yeah. And and she's only booked for Portland for now. So I was like, ah, screw it, let's go. Um, I've never been to Portland, so my first time. Me neither. Going, going go there. to Voodoo Donuts. Voodoo Donuts. Oh, you've never heard of Voodoo Donuts? No. Oh, you're gonna have to Google them because you're gonna. So. It's gonna be. It's a place right up your damn alley, but. How would, oh, you know who I, else it, is going to be at Portland? Who? Jason Momoa. Did so you, I, I, I'm definitely going to meet Melissa. I'm probably going to meet Melissa. Um, and I forgot the young man's name. Jay, so he played Cyborg in Batman vs. Superman. Oh, um, I don't even remember. Or Justice League, I should say. The guy who played Cyborg. Yeah, I don't remember. But um, regard, He's going to be there. They don't have a lot of big names. Like no, Melissa well, and Jason Momoa are the big names. Everybody well, else is just there. You know what? A lot of New Buffy y- people. If you liked Buffy, the whole Buffy cast. New York, there. San Diego, and um, whichever ones are in Chicago usually get the bigger names. Yeah, but I just want before we um uh, start wrapping up, how would you have think of, of Jason Berthamall as Batman? John Berthamall. John. Ooh, I would I would like him as a grittier Batman. I, because I would like he can that. do that. I, I just don't know if he could pull off the grittier Bruce Wayne. Like, I. I, I guess. I mean, he doesn't. Well, he could. I mean, they're they're dressing him down a bit in this. Yeah. But I think you. But he's could a def- great actor. I mean, yeah. I watched some of his other movies. They could definitely. I mean, they could doll him up and make him look good. Yeah. Come on. So. Those makeup artists can do anything. Oh, I do have one issue with... Um, I uh, mean, J- I could actually see John Berthenall playing a really good James Bond as well. I do have like, one... Like, he's got that James Bond. Yes. That one he does on have. Yeah. I do have one issue with Jigsaw, though. I hate he's, that mask, by the way. N- well, it's not the mask. My problem is, for a guy that's supposed to be horribly, horribly deformed, he's still freaking hot. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. the scars. He's so sexy. <laughs> the, the scars. He's not deformed enough, especially for when you watch the end of that. He's just ramming him and just <sighs> using his face like a cheese grater. Yeah, he should be more scarred than that, and that's my issue. Yeah, and and the mask thing. Um, I get that. Hey, all right, so let me ask you something, and you can spoil this for me. Maybe they haven't explained it yet, or maybe I didn't catch it. So in the beginning. He's in this hospital bed, and he already has the jigsaw mask, the white mask with the red on it. Yeah. And then, and then you keep, and then you see a few flashbacks where he's in, where he's sitting with the psychiatrist, and then mm-hmm. he breaks out. How did he get the mask? It was given to him. Uh, the original mask was given to him to cover his face when he was in the hospital, and then and it was, was just white. And it was white. So and when did they get the color? When um, uh, he was in a session, and I think actually you saw this. Maybe you just skipped over it. They said. She said to color your mask to fit your personality. Oh, okay. So Boom. it was an there art project. So it's just something I, I blinked at. Yeah. <laughs> it was a it was a small art project basically. Oh, okay. Got that's it. That's it. That's just like, oh, you need to make this be like your personality. Right. Uh we've actually been yakking quite a bit, so I guess we'll get on out of here. Um yeah, we'll cut another podcast probably next week. Oh yeah, we will, because I can tell you we can still talk we still have to talk about the Spider Man uh, trailer that we've never talked about. Oh yeah, we need it we'll do that next week. Um, Oscars too. Oh, Oscar picks next week. We got to do that because Oscars are on the twenty fourth. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get that out of the way uh, next week. And before we go, though, 
Uh, tomorrow is the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. So, uh, quick thought on the Super Bowl before we wrap up. Go Rams. Like I, I said it last week. I don't know what Tom Brady sold his soul for, but he got a good deal. Tomorrow's the day it runs out because the Rams are winning, and they're going to win 24-17. to 17. See, I'm in a dilemma, Brad. Why? See, I hate the Rams because they're an NFC West uh, division rival, the 49ers. So I hate the Rams. Um, I also... I'm not going to say I hate the Patriots, but I, I'm in the majority that just is sick of the Patriots winning, right? Well, I think, I think people it, are. come on, like, don't you want to? You don't want to see Tom Brady win. He's already pretty much past Joe Montana. Well, that's matter of opinion. Um, no, it's not. All right, yeah, he's got more rings, but to me, he's not a better quarterback. But to other people, sure, I understand the argument that he is. I, I'm open-minded like that, but to me personally, I have my own opinion, and I'm entitled to it. Uh, I disagree. That's my opinion. So I don't really want to see either team win. And well, oh, one and, of the one of the old can a Fisher open up underneath the stadium? So I, I mean, I think hold. this is the first Super Bowl in a long time that I can care less what happens. Couldn't care. I less. hope it's an entertaining game. Um, and and other than that, it's what it's just gonna happen. And I. I mean, I, I feel like I should gamble on it or something so I can at least root for something. Cause I okay, have nothing, gamble. I have gamble, gamble, nothing, gamble. I have nothing to root on. Gamble. Do it. I need to get some squares or something. I don't know. I've only got 24 hours, so. Eh, you can find a way. All right. But All right. this has been episode 94 of the Hillcrest Duo. I am Brad Risto. Follow me on Twitter at Brad Risto. He is Metal John. And you can follow me on Twitter at Metal John Radio. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week.